Hello, I'm Gareth. And I'm Shane. And welcome to Building Business Resilience. This is a podcast from Sanctuary Financial Planning, which helps growth business owners and social media influencers achieve financial independence. We're two passionate financial planners on a mission to seek out new ideas, tips and tricks to help you take control of your finances and run better businesses. We delve into the true goals and aspirations of our guests in order to provide you with some real value and positivity. Nothing outrageous, clear, simple, solid financial solutions. We also have a YouTube series to accompany this and details will be at the end of the show. So let's move on to our guest. In today's episode, we're talking to Daniel Perrin. Dan is a chartered certified accountant and chartered tax advisor with over 15 years experience working predominantly with owner-managed businesses. He is managing director of Daniel Perrin and Co Limited located in Neath, South Wales and deals with clients across the UK. The practice also provides tax consultancy work into a number of other accountants in the UK. Dan's speciality is a tax planning for clients, providing business advisory services in a number of key fields. The practice works with a number of businesses to embrace cloud-based accountancy tools, enabling them to run more efficiently. Today, we're talking about self-employed tax deferral, income support, universal credit, the furlough scheme, other points relating to current measures introduced by the government. I do need to stress that this information is up to date as of the 30th of March 2020, but it's changing on a daily basis. But the general advice and guidance is relevant throughout the coronavirus crisis. Uh, hi, Dan. How are you? Hi, very good. Dan, is it a thing that, as good and all as social media is, that those that are not as qualified as, say, the likes of you, scaremonger everyone else because they tell people what they heard from John down in the pub and then it's it's sent out on social media and everyone begins to panic or as we've seen elsewhere everyone thinks that they can get the earth moon the stars they need people need to realize that social media is for you know taking nice pictures proper advice needs to be coming from the likes of yourself and not from friends of friends yeah, I think the other problem we've had in is people are sharing anything on social media, Facebook and things like that. But yeah. the important thing is that, I mean, what I would put on social media site is links directly to the Gov site because it changes. And I think the biggest problem we've got at the moment is information out there is just guidance. And I'm saying that to clients, uh, other accountants, anybody's asking for advice because it's guidance and it's limited guidance. I mean, there is clarification in certain areas coming every day, but um, some of the stuff, you know, I've got to put my hand up and say, we don't know until that point is actually cleared. Cleared up, you know, and given a bit more information on. Dan, have you found you've had to work any differently um, in the last couple of weeks? Because I know from our point of view, from the financial planning side, um, we, even though we weren't remotely operated, a lot of our um, work with was based with technology and we've embraced it in the last year year and a half so when when we had to move out um it literally was just grab grab the bits and pieces and we could we could work remotely from wherever we wanted to is that the same as you that um you can just do it wherever you want now and has has the the work that you've known in the past changed in any way um from from what it was four or five weeks ago yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate enough. I mean, I, like yourselves, I've invested in technology for the last two or three years, if not more. And uh, what it's meant is that I can theoretically pick the practice up and move it to wherever I need to move to, you know, using secure cloud servers, using uh, technology. You know, we've got Dropbox, we've got OneDrive, we've got secure portals, and it just means you can literally work from anywhere. Let's get on to 
why we're here and what's on uh, everyone's mind who's going to be listening and watching. Um, we're in the midst of a coronavirus pandemic. You know, it's it's unknown territory. Not only is it affecting the, the health of people, but it is now starting to affect businesses and it's going to be quite devastating for some small and medium-sized businesses around, you know, the UK. And if Finnis, the Chancellor, you know, he, he has stepped up and, you know, he's put some big things out there at very kind of short notice. And I know he's been under a lot of criticism from a lot of people, but in fairness, I think what they've done so far has, has been really good, you know, positive. You know, yeah. and at the end of the day, unfortunately, not all of us will find something that will help us, but there's a lot out there. So we'll, we'll touch on a few of the kind of things. Self-employed tax deferrals. So income tax payments due in July 2020 under the self-assessment system may be deferred until January 2021. Is there anything you want to touch on with that, Dan? Yeah, I mean, look, the one thing I'm stressing to anybody is that it's a deferral. You know, don't get into your head that it's something that's going to get written off. So, you know, what I'm saying to people is if you've, if you've budgeted the money to one side, you've got that money to use, please pay it or at least part pay it because what you don't want to be doing is pushing it off to January when you've got another balancing payment due and, you know, you're going to get yourself into more trouble. Um, another one, self-employed income support scheme. After uh, they announced they were going to put a pack together for employed people, um, the Chancellor was keen to assure self-employed workers that they had not been forgotten. Um, I, I know this one caused a lot of uproar, I, and I know you, Dan, had a lot of calls and a lot of messages about this one. Um, so the Self-Employment Support Scheme will pay a taxable grant of self-employed people equivalent to 80% of the average monthly profits over the last three years, mm. up to £2,500. And they, I know there's a lot about, uh, with regards to the profits, it's got to be under 50000 and, and so on and so forth. There's a lot more detail on the .gov website for this, but does anyone want to touch on that, Dan? Yeah, I mean, the key thing I'm saying to people is, don't flood your accountants for the last three years because that's the one thing that they could do without at this time of, uh, of all the problems. The, what you've got to think of is HMRC are due to contact people to tell them if they're eligible for the grant. Okay. I can't give you an idea of timescale because we just don't know. But those profit figures that you're looking at, they've already got. If you're up to date with the tax returns, if everything's in, then you're fine. They know exactly what you've earned. The other thing that they've actually turned around and said is if you have missed that deadline back in January... You've got till I think it's about the 20th of April, there or thereabouts, to get that uh, return in and get that return in. Because if you haven't submitted it, then you may not be eligible to get any grants or anything. And it's not, and it's the three years prior to this current tax year. So don't rush to get your tax return for 1920 done. If everything's ready, that's fine. It can be done, but it is the three years prior that they're going to take, or okay. less if you haven't been trading for three years. Uh, universal credit um, self-employed workers who have seen a significant reduction in earnings are able to claim universal credit providing they meet the usual eligibility criteria yeah that one's an interesting one i've got to be honest the universal credit i've got a couple of clients who've run me last week and um, they've actually tried to apply for universal credits because at that point that's all they're eligible for and they've literally gone on to the website um, at two o'clock in the afternoon to make the application and still been there at two o'clock in the morning. Right. So what I'm trying to say is be patient with the systems. They're doing the best they can to process yes. them. Um, but obviously, if there's long queues there, I think one client went in the queue and there was about 65,000 people in front of them. So it's just a case of keep persevering and, you know, you will get there. They will assess it on all of your um, household income and other factors as well. 
So the important thing you've got to look at is, you know, be honest with them because the last thing you want is give them wrong information because it will come back on you and see what you're eligible for. So next, uh, what I'll, I'll touch on, but I will do a separate video on this, is mortgage payment holidays. It's, it's one that's um, come about. It's not just for residential, it's for buy-to-let landlords as well. You know, they can apply for it. Um, but I, I'm going to do a separate video on it because there's a few things people need to be aware of. And, and if I'm honest, I would say if you don't need to take it, don't take it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if you really do feel you need to, you know, it, the option's there. You know, just need to check that it doesn't affect your credit rating. A lot of people don't grasp that you can defer the payment of something, but that doesn't mean you have got rid of it. And that, mm-hmm. that goes for the tax or the mortgage holiday. It's, it is just a deferment of payment, not a cancellation of those payments that you're due. And as much as people understand the English language, I think they need to, to realise that, as Dan said, if you can make a payment now and you've budgeted for it, get it paid because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, business as usual. You know, it's not, you know, it's not there to kind of use for other kind of means. You know, let this be sensible. And, you know, probably this is a good time to look at your finances and say, well, actually, you know, what have I been spending my money on and, and what can I cut back on and it'll be a bit more sensible. Another one uh, then, Dan, which is, um, which we come across is Her Majesty Revenue and Customs Time to Pay Service. If you're self-employed, struggling with your finances and have outstanding tax liabilities, you may be eligible to receive tax support from HMRC's Time to Pay Service. Yeah, they are being a bit more generous than they would at normal times. The important thing is be honest with them, you know. They've um, time to pay sort of service will link in a bit with your VAT deferment. Because if you've if you've got a VAT liability due um, within the last or the next few months, then you can get an automatic deferral on that. So don't waste time trying to get hold of them, asking for time to pay if it's VAT. You know, read the guidance on the Gov site, which is changing daily. But you just check you within the date scale that they're offering, and you've got that deferment. A little tip: if you're a VAT registered business, cancel any direct debits because they will still charge the direct debits, even though the deferment's in place. They've openly said that and uh, invite the businesses to cancel them. Okay. But other taxes, obviously, just just being sensible, you know, sure. you can get again. It comes back to that deferment. You might be able to get some time to pay on your PAYE, but it's just a case of you've got to catch up with it at some point. And you use whatever tools are out there, but don't stretch yourself too thinly. I think a, a key thing from this is is that you know a lot of these measures are not free, and we're going to pay for it at some point. Yes. You know, yes. so I think that's the the realism here is you know, you know there's been a reduction in corporation tax over the years, um, and and so on and so forth, but we've got to bear in mind that once we come out to this, these things are going to be paid. They have to be paid back somehow. So the Chancellor will probably make some extreme tweaks in the future. And I think, you know, it's just something that's going to take years to get over, I think, and uh, something we're going to be paying for in four or five years' time. Dan, uh, big question. No, uh, loads and loads of people don't understand the word furloughed. Um, what, when will businesses see the payments for furloughed employees into the bank accounts? Basically, the guidance is saying that those payments should be made end of April. But what we've got to remember, and I'm saying this to any employer out there, that HMRC systems are geared for taking tax, but not actually paying it back to businesses. And that's from their own guidance, not from anything else. And so they're working towards the end of April. But what we've got to bear in mind is there's a lot of information that's got to be uploaded every three weeks. 
into a portal which they haven't yet developed. Okay. So they've got to be able to get all the information, process it, get the business's bank details and get that um, by backs to the business. So what I'm trying to say to business is if you think cash is going to be tight, then you need to be thinking about um, loans or basically thinking about using any savings just to keep the business going. Okay. You know, and to look at your finance options and uh, not leave yourself short in case you work into the end of April. It could be May, it could be June. How are the self-employed profits calculated for these purposes? Yeah, the guidance is quite specific on this. For the self-employed profits, um, they're working on the basis you've been self-employed for three full tax years, um, tax year 18, 19, and the two years prior. What they're basically doing is taking an average of profits for those three years. If you're a relatively new business and um, 18, 19, for example, is your first year, then they'll just take that one year. But typically it's three years. And the important thing is make sure they've got accurate and information on your state of affairs, your tax returns are all in, because this is the system that will be used to calculate that. What if I'm relatively new at this business? Is there anything I can claim or what can I claim? Yeah, that's a key question. I mean, if you're a new business and started trading in 1920, based on the government's guidance as it is now, the guidance is saying you have to have submitted an 1819 tax return, which takes you up to the 5th of April 19. So if you started trading after then, if we follow the guidance as it's written, you wouldn't be eligible for anything. Unless, of course, you, you may fall in the category of these £10,000 grants or £25,000 grants, and what I'm directing people to do is wait to see if the local authority contact you on those because they'll administer those. If not, then you need to think about perhaps contacting them or looking if they've got an online form that you can just fill out just to see if you're eligible for something. How easy is it to claim universal credits? I think if you can get on the system, it can be a bit easier. But um, with the floods of people trying to do it at the moment, um, it, the procedures are fairly easy. But what I'm saying to people is make sure you've got everything to hand. If you're going to spend four hours to get on a system and you haven't got any of the information to hand, that's a waste of time. Get on there, give them all the information. And they'll probably invite you for a telephone interview at some point. And also make sure you've got your household income. Because a lot of people are assuming I'm going to get universal credits but then their partners' wives are earning um, over the threshold and they're entitled to nothing. So just have all that information. If there's a calculator on the site, put that through first to see if you're entitled to anything. Okay, brilliant. Um, do directors get um, SSP, statutory sick pay? That's a good question because there's a lot of controversy around this one at the moment. Um, I mean, if we go back to Companies Act, I mean, the, the director of a company is an officer and, strictly speaking, could be construed as being an employee. So by virtue of that, if they're earning over the relevant limit, then um, which is just under £120, then they can make a statutory sick pay claim like anybody else. And what is happening with the wrongful trading rules for companies at this moment in time? Yeah, this is a good question because a lot of people are getting worried about this. Um, typically what would happen is if you wrongfully trade in, so in other words, you've got debts and you reasonably can't afford to pay them, then you should close the business at that point. Okay. And if we did that, we'd have a problem in this country at the moment. So what the government have said is they're relaxing some of the rules on this to enable businesses to either take a sabbatical from trading and still be able to come back in, trade in the future, or basically carry on trading as best they can. Um, and if they incur some debts along the way, as long as the reasonable expectation is that they're still going to be trading in the future, the rules aren't going to be as strict as they were. And there's a little bit of guidance out there on the Gov site around that. 
Um, it's definitely worth anybody with a limited company, definitely worth having a read of that. It's interesting times. And we're strong enough, I think, as a nation to get through this. But we've got to all stay positive and, and, and stick together. And, you know, and the big thing I see a lot around the moment is, is, is be kind. You know, that, I think that, that's a big thing because there's, there's still people out there wanting to shout and scream at people. But, you know, we're all in this together. Just plow on, just be positive, and let's kind of move forward. If we pull together as a nation, we can get through it quicker. A few things I've I've picked up on there, Dan, is uh, HMRC seems to be stretched at the moment. Um, please don't get annoyed with them. Um, bide your time. Get the iPad out of your own hold and watch Netflix because you could be on hold for quite a while. But everyone is trying to access the same type of systems at the moment, so it is just a numbers game. Um, and... Oh, Understanding is easy. Doing is hard. You know, we we have we know we have to change our ways, but it's going to be more difficult to change it. And finally, um, don't listen. I was going to say to the man in the pub, but as the pubs are closed at the moment, um, don't listen to the man in the pub when you go down to the pub eventually or social media. If you're unsure of something and you want clarification, go on to the the correct websites or alternatively, um, get hold of you, Dan, if you're happy enough to take yeah. calls from people. Um, and if you if you want to drop your number and um, that at the end we can uh, we can give that out to people if that's if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I mean, I'm here to support the small businesses yeah. and help them, well, small and large businesses as much as you can. And uh, the important thing is just getting through it. There is light at the end of the tunnel, and you know, just keep checking that guidance because it is regularly updated. Yeah. So uh, don't yeah. work on something you've read last week because the chances are it's totally changed. We'll put some show notes at the end anyway, where you can, if anyone wants to contact Dan, um, they, they can do. We'll also link through to some of the .gov websites, also to uh, myself and Shane. And uh, if anyone's got any questions, you know, kind of pick the phone. We've actually got a link on our um, website, which we'll put on there, where you, you can book a reassurance call with us as well, if anyone wants to kind of do that, where we can chat through just general stuff. But yeah, it's, it's interesting times. I think the big thing stay positive. Um, that's what we're doing you know everyone's got to find new ways of working you know luckily ourselves including you Dan um, are very modern thinking businesses so we're, we're kind of all set and ready to do anything digital and we can continue as we kind of are you know and but the big thing is you know, stay safe you know your health is paramount at the moment and the, the government will will help us out Dan thanks very much for taking the time today I appreciate it uh... Well, we both appreciate you um, spending a few minutes chatting to us. I can imagine that the phone is on silent and is buzzing as we uh, as we speak. So uh, we let you get back to it. And um, hopefully, if anyone needs to speak to you, um, they can get a direct contact with you. Oh, my pleasure. That was a great chat with Dan. Some key takeaway points from that episode: seek advice from qualified people, self-employed support schemes, mortgage payment deferments. HMRC timeline payments and what help is out there for the self-employed. Head over to our website www.sanfp.co.uk or check our YouTube channel search Sanctuary Financial Planning for more information and insights. That's it for this episode. Next we're talking about how to keep healthy and well during lockdown with performance coach Tristan Bevan. You can hear that wherever you get your podcasts. Plus don't forget to click subscribe to get all the latest episodes as soon as they arrive. Until next time, thanks for listening.